Hey, all you hot messes. I feel like I really should come up with a jingle for this podcast at this point because I'm just, I'm just a jingly lady, right? I am so, so excited about, well, about life in general. I don't know where you're at, but I'm very, very excited about some things that are coming up. If you have not heard, there I go with the jingles again. If you haven't heard, Board Teachers is doing a spring break comedy tour. We are going all over Florida in less than three weeks, which is so crazy. Uh, We've got Devin Siebold, Casey Mack, Vinny, Honest Teacher Vibes, uh, Tell Williams, Gary Brooks. Oh man, the the gang's all going to be there. We are going to Florida first, and then we are hopping up to New England, my neck of the woods, at the end of April. So please make sure that you are keeping up to date with all of the dates board teachers is posting as they come in if you are not in florida and if you are not in the northeast fear not because we will most likely be coming to you to a city near you this summer that's right seriously you're not going to want to miss the show i'm so so excited about it and the man who is with me today is going to be holding down the fort while i'm away just doing this brand new comedy thing Hi, hi. Hello. You. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm gonna be Mr. Mom for a little bit, aren't I? I are you are you excited? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't have to worry about our child right now because he is off in La La Land dreaming. And you're here to help me with today's podcast. Yes, I am. Yeah. So I had a bunch of you give me some questions over social media, over Instagram, through the Hot Mess Teacher Express pod at gmail.com email. And Jeff has sorted through some and is going to ask the, the questions that you have questioned to me. <laughs> so that way I'm not just like reading questions and then answering them myself, like some self-absorbed talk show host. So instead you hired your husband yes. to ask the questions. It's the family biz. The yeah. Hot Mess Teacher Express. Okay. You right. go first yeah. one. Let's let's power through here. Go for it. <laughs> we're not powering through. They're your listeners. We, yes, we're yes. gonna intently listen and answer. <laughs> All right. How do you handle disrespectful students with little admin backup? Mm, I don't know that I've ever really had this problem in general, um, because of where I taught. But my first job at the Christian school, I had a kid that really gave me a run for my money. And it was kind of one of those moments as a first year teacher where you're like, wait, all of the kids don't listen to me and they're not kind all the time. Um, And I would bring the situation to admin. And because it was a private school, they had to kind of back up the parent and the parent was against me and the way that I was handling it. And I wasn't handling it all that well either. So 
Um, I didn't have a lot of support from admin, but I, I honestly think that I just powered through and I, I didn't focus on that student throughout the day. I didn't let that student ruin the vibe of the classroom. Sometimes it meant totally ignoring him in general. I don't, I don't know that there's a good way because I feel like every kid is different. And, you know, you don't know the social emotional needs of that kid or if there's some mental things that they're working through or, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one for me. Hmm. Have you ever had that? Yeah, a couple of times. Um, I've just found, you know, obviously it's few and far between. And I've been very fortunate that for the most part, I've always had administrative backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially in my current job, you know, they're, they're really good at that. Um, I've found like I'm very consistent with certain non-negotiables, you know, so as long as, you know, showing respect to um, teacher and peers, you know, taking pride in your work. And so if a student is disrespectful, then I'm just going to maintain that, you know, uh, consistency. Um, So even if they disagree with me, I mean, I handle high school students, so it's a little easier to have those kinds of conversations Mm -hmm. and to address behaviors. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just feel like as long as I'm consistent across the board, then, you know, I know I'm in the clear for parents. Um, right. And generally the kids at least like the impact of their disrespectfulness, like they're, you know, misbehaving in class, you know, it diminishes because they don't, they're not getting a reaction. Yeah. And uh, I think that's, it's, it's important to set up that expectation in your classroom right off the bat, because if you respond to that student, the kids are going to see you respond. The other kids in the room are going to see you respond and I feel like if you have those expectations of like, this is just like not the way that that we run ourselves in this classroom. Yeah. But again, I don't have a lot of experience with disrespectful students or unsupportive admin. So, yeah, that's kind of my horrible answer for that question. Sorry. <laughs> Off to a great start. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is an ideal classroom party look like? I had one yesterday, and it was awful. One of my worst experiences as an educator. Oh, no. (laughs) What could I have done differently to keep 23 first graders under control? I want to have fun with them, but they lost control, and I had a really hard time getting it back. Very embarrassing in front of judgy parents. Oh, my class parties were always just like super lame I mean, I I usually had fun with the kids in the classroom in general. So when it was just us, I could totally, we could totally have fun. And it wasn't necessarily a class party. But with the class parties, there were expectations that they were to stay in their seat and we are going to do a class run activity. That's when I usually brought out um, seasonal bingo boards and we played bingo Um, or for right before winter break, I usually did a breakfast and they watched a movie. That was their party. I made, 
I had parents come in and help make pancakes and some brought bacon and fruit salad. And we did that while they watched a movie. (laughs) So it was situations where they could be in control. And a lot of times I wouldn't beat yourself up about um, parents being judgy because a lot of times when they see their kids' class all in one room, especially 23 first graders, there is going to be so much respect of, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that you do this every day. They know that they know that their kids aren't robots and they know that their kids are going to be six, seven-year-olds. And six and seven-year-olds sometimes are crazy. And 23 of them, it's going to get chaotic. I like that idea of like parent involvement that mm-hmm. you mentioned, you know, doing like a sign up genius, something like that, because then like the parents are also involved in planning the party. So if it's a disaster, it's not just like the teacher's fault, right. you know, it's everyone's, you know, it shares the blame or it like it turns into a success. So I think that that was kind of the key from what I heard. Yeah. Right I don't have classroom parties. Yeah. I normally, yeah, I think it, you're right. I think it's really important for for parents to be involved, whether they're like sending something in or if they're coming in to volunteer, I usually had a lot of parents want to come in to the classroom, which I didn't love because sometimes having an adult, another adult in your classroom or adults that aren't within the school come into your classroom and just like hang out. I'm like, Hey, Mrs. Johnson, do you want to play bingo? Like I became this (laughs) weirdo. I couldn't, interact with adults in front of my class for some reason. But it's important for them to see the amazing things that you are doing with those kids. And I'm really sorry that you had a horrible (laughs) party experience. I feel it. I feel it in my soul. Just know that they probably had fun. Yeah. They probably had fun. All right. This next one I I identify with pretty well. Mm. Um, Not necessarily with my first year teaching, but one of my first jobs uh why is it so hard to make teacher friends as a newbie like as the new guy or girl this is so true especially if you're going into a school where the teachers have been there for yeah since the dinosaurs roamed the earth i or even like a high performing school you know like where it's like this is how the things are and who are you to join us right right and you have to probably prove yourself. Oh, yeah, no. For me, when I went into the school that I was in here in New Hampshire, I had an amazing co-teacher. He was an absolutely amazing human who literally took me under his wing. And we had lunch together every day. And he would always come in and make sure that I was doing everything okay or, you know, he would let me complain. And I think just be willing to have the conversations, like have the little small talks in the staff meeting. When you're in the copy room, like look at someone and say, hey, how's your day going? It's it's going to be awkward and it's going to be hard to kind of break into those things. And some people don't want to talk to you. And I I think just like taking those moments those small moments throughout the day and be intentional about looking someone in the eye, asking them how they're doing, um, maybe popping in on someone and seeing if they want to have lunch or 
you know, maybe bring in a coffee for someone or bribe them into being your friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think being being seen mm-hmm. is like the big thing, right? Um, you know, some some schools like on Fridays they'll go for you know maybe some mm-hmm. cocktails after work. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on that podcast, but you know <laughs> the happy hour going there. Um, you know, and and have confidence mm-hmm. with you as a teacher. So they shouldn't be judging mm-hmm. you. You were hired for a reason. Um, yeah. And I think, no, that's such a good point. Yeah, that's such a that good bubble. point. Like yeah. you are a professional. You were hired there for a reason because that school needed you. Be confident in that. Yeah. There's, there are going to be these older teachers or, you know, teachers that are kind of jaded <laughs> that are going to rain on your parade a little bit. That's not that's not your problem. I would say be careful about who you want in your circle because mm. negativity breeds negativity. Mm. And you know, sometimes when you're having a bad day as a brand new teacher it's going to be hard to to find those places where where you can complain. It's okay to complain, but to have that be your personality at school, no bueno. No bueno. Yeah, finding yourself around mm-hmm. the people that you can vent to, but not someone who like, you know, you're complaining because what you got the email from admin about this thing and not surrounding yourself with someone who's like going to um, push you to feel mm-hmm. even more angry mm-hmm. about the situation or mm-hmm. creating like an echo chamber with that because uh, then your first couple of years can feel like they're five yeah. or six years long. This episode is supported by our friends at Mimic Insurance Company. Mimic Insurance, affordable auto and home insurance for teachers and school staff, including higher education institutions in the great state of Michigan. Mimic understands what you do, so they offer educator exclusive insurance coverages and savings. Get a quote at mimic.com savings. Discounts and savings opportunities subject to eligibility requirements. Coverage is subject to all policy terms, conditions, exclusions, and limitations. Subject to underwriting eligibility requirements. Insurance underwritten by Munich Insurance Company, 1685 North Optic Road, Auburn Hills, Michigan, 48326. All right. This one's a longer one. and You know how good I am at reading. If you're an elementary school teacher, I'm like listening to... My husband this read aloud. I'm so sorry. It's terrible. <laughs> it's sad to think I'm working on my master's and I can barely get through like a paragraph. <laughs> like when you really think about you're it. You're just you're just living proof that audiobooks work well for people, for for some students. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. You got this. I, I believe in you. I just wait for the movie to yeah. I wait for the movie to Don't come out that. usually. All right. I've been teaching at the same school for 15 years now. The past four years, I had a teacher bestie I taught with. We were soul sisters. Good. It was in all caps. So I had to. <laughs> we did amazing things together. And I knew no matter what, how hard the pandemic got, at least I had her by my side. Then this past year, she dropped a bomb on me and decided to leave our school and switch jobs as a gen ed teacher and become a reading source teacher. I was absolutely heartbroken. 
and this year has been near miserable without her. I still love teaching and I still love my school, but I keep wondering if I should continue staying where I'm at or if I should change for the sake of change. When you find yourself at the same school at the same grade level for so long, is that a bad sign? Is it possible to still grow at the same position or am I in a rut? I have three sweet kids at home and I worry that changing things up is going to make our home life more stressful. So there is a factor there as well. These are questions that are plaguing me right now and I just wasn't sure if you had any insight. I think the main question in there is, is it possible to grow in the same position that you've been in for 15 years? Yeah. And yeah, it is. Absolutely. I think, again, it comes with being intentional about looking for ways that you can change and looking to see, you know, what are some different books that we could dive into? What are some different strategies that other that other teachers are, are doing? Are there any classrooms that I can go within my area and go observe and see how other other teachers teach this thing that I've been teaching the same way for the last 10 years. It's so no, I don't think it's a bad thing to be in the same thing in the same grade or in the same school for your whole entire career. If that's where you find your passion, that's that's where it is. If that's where you're good, if that's where you're thriving, then go for it. But, and I think it's so easy, especially for teachers. And I mean, I've seen this in, in myself. And also I saw this in other teachers who have been teaching forever and ever. It's so easy to do the same things over and over again. If it worked for last year's class, it's going to work for the next class and the next class. And that's not always necessarily true. I had kids in third grade who absolutely loved the way that I taught multiplication. And I was like, excellent. The next year's class did the same thing and they, and they liked it too. And then the next year's class came in and they hated it. And I think it's that, and so I had to like switch it up. I had to, I couldn't sit there and make them, Mm. make them love this thing that, well, everyone else loved this. Like, how dare you? I, you have to look at your kids. You're not in the same grade level every single year. It's not the same thing every single year. Mm. You have different kids with different personalities coming in at all different levels it's totally different every year yeah you might be you might be in Mm. did she say what grade she was in second grade okay no i didn't see any in like fourth grade but and you're you're teaching the same concepts but at the same time those concepts need to be taught differently for every single class and I think the rut comes when you insist on doing it the same way that you did it the year before and the year Mm -hmm. before that. So I, for the sake of your children, for your little babes at home, 
I would say you're not in a rut. Just look for little ways that you can, that you can kind of switch things up. Again, the, uh, I wish that I had done this more. And you, you are really good about this, Jeff, is going to absorb, um, observe other teachers and how they run their classrooms and how they teach different things. Mm. You're super intentional about, about doing that. And I never really was like, if I had, if I had a moment to myself, it was a moment to myself, you know? Um, if I was going to go to like have a PD day, it was going to be me sitting in a room and maybe learning something from another adult with other adults. Yeah. Um, but that might've been just cause, and, and, you know, I definitely, you know, we've talked actually last time I was on, right. Like the difference mm-hmm. between high school and, and elementary school. Right. So I don't have as many preps. Um, even if they're a little higher level, um, it's a little easier to prep for a high school day than it is an elementary school day. So I'm not taking anything away from that. But that meant that my prep periods, like I can go, I can afford to, you know, Mm -hmm. go observe someone because I know that I can, I only have one or two classes to really prep for. Um, And so, but with that being said, yeah, there's plenty of ways to Mm -hmm. mix things up, right? I'm not saying you need to reteach a new way every single time, but Maybe there's a mm-hmm. new innovative way to teach and, and, and then you look for it and you try it out and you might fail, but at least you tried and that's where it gets exciting. All right. Okay. We'll go a quick one. And one that, that you know, you oh. might have some expertise in. How do teachers oh. <laughs> plan for maternity leave financially, academically, because it all seems overwhelming, oh. dot, dot, dot. I dreaded maternity leave, as did my students. Again, I had, I had, I had a pretty, I had a really good co-teacher who had my back and was, and was able to kind of, you know, fill in the gaps where, where my, where my plans needed. Let me just say this. And this is my, this is my problem with planning. You can plan and plan and plan, but things are going to explode. I feel like the times that I'm the most prepped and the most planned is when it just goes all down the tubes because something happens. Like (laughs) I was due with Rev April 18th and I was in the hospital because I was preeclamptic on March 30th. 30th. Yeah. So... (laughs) I can't even, I can't even think about it. (laughs) So I, no matter how, no matter how good I planned everything, I still had an extra three weeks. I I hadn't finished my maternity plans. Just know, (laughs) just know that there are people in your school that will support you. If you need help with something, ask if you need extra support, ask for it. You're pregnant. There ain't no way someone's saying, fix it yourself to a pregnant lady. Ah, use that pregnancy card. Use it while you got it. It's it's amazing. But in all seriousness, you should be supported in whatever way that you need. And 
how districts handle maternity and paternity leave is just, it's so different across the board. Some, some teachers have to plan out their whole entire maternity leave. Other teachers, when they hire a short-term sub, that sub is responsible for planning the lessons. Um, I had a sub come in that really wanted to be involved in planning the lesson. She really wanted to make sure that she was doing a good job. Um, She was complete opposite of me (laughs) as a teacher. Um, So my kids really struggled. But again, it was okay because I had prepped them that who was coming, like, whoever was coming through that door to spend the rest of the year with them was not going to be me. And we had talked about that mm. when I told them that I was having a baby. Um, yeah. But financially, again, I got, I got paid. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, but. Well, under, you know, most, you know, all of mm-hmm. us are contracted, right? Um, generally. And I feel like that's pretty consistent across state to state, right? Is that mm-hmm. you're guaranteed a salary. You're not hourly. Under what FMLA, you're given eight weeks you have to you're allowed yeah. to be take up to eight weeks i know for like both of our districts mm-hmm. that that was sick time and you could eat into a sick yes. bank um and then once that time was up then mm-hmm. you 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 get docked pay because you're out of your sick time but sometimes if there's extra sick bank time you know ask your if you're part of your union ask about what's in the cba um know every ins and outs um, i was able to work my paternity leave mm-hmm. to take an extra week off uh, cause I found like a little, what, mm-hmm. like a little loophole, um, where I didn't get docked any pay. I was able to go back coaching early despite still being out of, out on paternity leave. So that would be my kind yeah, of, just there, there are <laughs> my definitely nerdy side ways that of you can the make the most out of the maternity leave and, and truly focus on what you are there to focus on. And that is your whole entire world yeah. changing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, be selfish. That's absolutely. been my, I think that was what you struggled with mm-hmm. a little bit was like, you didn't want to be like stepping yep. on anyone's toes and you know, your parents and, and me were mm-hmm. like, no, like you have to, because this is where priorities come. As much as we love our job, we love mm-hmm. Rev even more. And you know, you have to make sure that that's clear. Like yeah. you're here for your child, not for your, mm-hmm. uh, not even for your students. I think that was the you know? toughest and, part. Um, was letting go of yeah of that that side again priorities <laughs> and timing also matters. Yeah. Um, all right, you want to do one more? Sure, I'm going to do a quick one, so I don't have to read that long. And so I apologize <laughs> if anyone sent a long one. We'll come back and do another one. How do you nicely tell unwelcome <laughs> staff to stop coming into your room during your plan time, even when the door is closed? I the this is my biggest of peeve. My existence. Oh. oh, it's so bad. Hey, do you have a second? I would no. have all of the lights off. My door was closed and locked. And behind your locked. And I would have teachers come pull on the door look like they had to really peer in to my room to see if I was sitting at my desk and I'm just like sitting there like and they would see me and be like can you open the door no it's locked for they've got like a spotlight 
they look like an FBI agent with like spotlight <laughs> flashlights, like the big mag lights, like looking for you. What's, You're yeah, like what's huddled Ms. in the Smith corner during her prep period. <laughs> and then it would always be the same line every time these teachers came in. Like, oh man, what'd you do with the kids? <laughs> They're in music so that I can have a moment to myself and figure out and sort my thoughts by myself. Ugh, this is such a tough one. Um, I would say I I did see people start to put signs on their door that said, like, mm. please do not disturb. I'm not recording or anything, but I don't have I don't have the self discipline to stop talking. There you go. Basically to people. I love that idea. I love that idea of putting a sign. Put it on yourself. Listen, I love talking with you so much that I can't get my stuff done if you come in. And mm. it's it's not it's not anything against the other person, even though it probably is. Just put it on yourself. I used to do the phone call thing. I did. I used to pretend that I was on the phone when my door was locked. <laughs> I had to like have the phone to my ear and be like, so sorry, like on the phone. The worst is when they come in and then they like either pull out <laughs> a, a chair or they like sit on the and desk like, in that oh, kind no. of like, oh, how's no. it going champ kind of a way. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Or if admin comes in, cause then you're freaking out. Right. And it's just to like check in, see how you're doing, man. <laughs> You know well, that that I just that ate one's a rough. A whole too. block of cheese. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm at. It's gonna be a long. It's gonna be a long afternoon. Sure. Yeah, put a sign. Put a sign on your door. I really like the sign yeah. idea. I might steal that. Like, just again, put it on yourself. It's not you. It's me. I'm the problem. Please don't talk to me because I'm the problem. The other thing I would pretend to do is pretend to have to go make copies. Ooh. And some days they would follow me. <laughs> that was the day that I got all my copying done that I should have. <laughs> You're just grabbing random pieces of paper, like student work. Why Why are you copying Robert's are you copying worksheet the 45 times? Menu? What in the world? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I got, I got, I got a couple of questions yeah, for you if we have time. Quick. Let's do it. I got two. Okay. That I came up with. Okay. So my first one is best way to unwind at the end of a day. <sighs> Trashy television for me. Okay. Any specifics? Um, give a wreck. Give a wreck. Trashy television for me is like Love is Blind, The Bachelor, Love Island. I am obsessed with Love Island. So yeah, trashy television for me. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good one. Thank you. That's a good one. All right. I think we're going to have to do a part two. I really do. Are you Are you, Are you? you up for doing a part two? Oh, for two? sure. Not, not now, but <laughs> I'm so hungry. Let's go eat, okay? All right. Hot messes. Thank you so much for being here and being part of our, our questionnaire tonight. Um, if you have a question, please feel free to reach out on social media. I am on Facebook and Instagram at Hot Mess Teacher Express. And if you have uh, a question that you would like to write through email, 
we uh, will look at those emails, the hot mess teacher express pod at gmail.com. So yeah, so if you have a question, those those are where you can reach me call me beat me if you want to reach me and ask a question. <laughs> yeah, okay, get possible now it's fine. <laughs> all right, make sure to check all of the dates coming up for the comedy tour. I'm so excited. Maybe we will even be recording some episodes from the road with, I know, Ooh. with with maybe Brie. Maybe we can take her away from Teachers Off Duty podcast. I'll steal her away for a little bit. I know. I love I love me some, some Brie, some honest teacher vibes. All right. Have a fantastic week wherever this finds you. Just know that we are proud of you. I love you. And good night. (laughs) Bye. Bye.